believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is episode number 23, and I'll be sitting down with CrossFit Games athlete Lindsay Valenzuela. Lindsay has been an athlete all her life, and she played collegiate volleyball at California Lutheran University. During that time, she began Olympic weightlifting to train for volleyball, and she quickly fell in love with the barbell. After her collegiate career was over, she began competing in Olympic weightlifting and finally found her way to CrossFit. She has since become a seasoned CrossFit Games athlete competing in four games and finishing as high as second place in 2013 with a most recent finish of seventh in 2015. She also represented Team USA in the CrossFit Invitational in Berlin. Lindsay has coached at several affiliates in the Southern California area, and in August of 2015, she finally fulfilled her dream to open her own affiliate, Atomo CrossFit, with her business partner and former NFL player, James Townsend. Shortly after, she discovered she was pregnant, and she made the announcement that she'll be taking the 2016 season away from competition. I was excited to sit down with Lindsay to finally catch up on her crazy year of transition, how she's approaching her pregnancy, and her plans for the future. Before we get started with the episode, a few quick reminders. Number one, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and give it a rating. Also, you can head to my website, juliefouché.com, and enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my newsletter, which comes out every other week. Throughout the open, I'll be compiling tips for each workout with the help of Pure Pharma. You can sign up at the link below this post on my website to receive an email each Friday morning of the open. I'll include my strategies and tips as each workout comes out. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com. I'll select some to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now, five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm up to cool down. For more info or to try out the program yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. So with that, let's get started here on Pursuing Health with episode number 23 with the one and only Lindsay Valenzuela. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. We are here with Lindsay Valenzuela. And first of all, I have to say congratulations because I haven't seen you since the game. So (laughs) not only did you crush the games, but I think you opened a gym since then and now your pregnancy. So a lot of new things happening. Yeah, a lot of a lot of new things that have been happening. It's been a big whirlwind, but it's been good. It's been gone by really fast last six months. So I can't believe, you know, CrossFit's already starting another season and the Open starts today. (laughs) I know it's it's crazy how fast it surprises me every year how fast it goes by. I know it's just it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a lot about um, your pregnancy because okay. I think a lot of people, you know, want to hear about it. Everyone's always trying to better understand um, pregnancy and CrossFit. Um, right. But I think you also have a unique perspective because as an athlete, pretty much your job was 
working out for the last several years of your life. So it obviously has a big impact on your day to day as well, too. Mm -hmm. But maybe you can tell us first just how you found out you were pregnant and what your initial reactions and approach were. Yeah, so um, I actually was supposed to be on Team USA. Right. Uh, So uh, I actually did end up getting injured. I had been dealing with a back injury going into the games. Mm -hmm. um, And pretty much all season, my back has been kind of what I call a glass house. Okay. Um, So (laughs) gradual emotions. (laughs) So kind of will be angry one month and be okay the next month. Okay. Um, It it all stems back from an injury in 2013. Um, And I've been dealing with that pretty much all season and probably wasn't my best going into the games. Um, mm-hmm. And then after the games, just how thrashed I was, I took about three weeks off okay. and just kind of let my back heal. And that felt, it felt really good. And I started training again with my um, <clears throat> business partner, James Townsend. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just doing heavy cleans and I felt um, kind of like a pulling sensation okay. in my lower lumbar. And this was probably August, late August. Um, and I said, Oh crap, that's not good. Um, <laughs> just knowing my back. Right. And then I kind of took the next couple of days off and then I went back to training, not full speed, but just went back into it. And, um, I ended up collapsing and I couldn't walk. And oh, so my no. husband had to rush me over to the hospital and they said, we got to get you into a neurolog- uh, neurologist to see what's going on. Right. So, um, I made an appointment with a doctor that I had been seeing, Dr. Melamon um, in Marina Del Rey, and we went, and he said, you need back surgery, and I said, well, what do you mean I need back surgery? Yeah. (laughs) And he said, basically, we're talking millimeters of your sciatic nerve just being pinched, and he's like, it's actually, the bulge has gotten better since 2013, but it's causing you a lot of discomfort and a lot of weakness in your legs. So we've got to go in there and do a, what they call a microbisectomy. Hmm. And I, I said, okay, well, that's better than really like, you know, fusing the, the spine and everything like that. So right. um, everything was set up, ready to go. And I had actually, you know, was bummed because I knew Team USA was probably out of the question. But he hmm. said, well, hold off on letting anyone know yet because you may be able to participate but ah. let's see because it was only about a four week five week uh recovery it okay. was a minor surgery mm-hmm. um if that could be minor right um, so, spine surgery yeah so uh, my husband and i we had been wanting to start a family for a while we didn't think it would take as as it would it would be as fast right we it would take longer <laughs> just i'm um, kind of putting things in god's hand and just letting it happen when it happened and mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really have any, I was trying not to put too much pressure on myself about that. Right. And then, um, the week I found out I had been kind of feeling like tired and Mm -hmm. just off, but I just attributed it to being stressed out about my back. And, um, then, uh, Sunday came along and I was like, Hey, you know, I haven't started that little monthly thing for a while. (laughs) I should probably, you know, check. I'm like, it's probably going to come back negative, but whatever. Right. And I took a pregnancy test, and it was the day before my pre-op. And wow. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I guess surgery is not going to happen, but I was extremely, extremely excited, and so was my husband. So, um, yeah, that's how we found out. <laughs> wow. That's kind of a cool way to – I guess you would have found out the next day anyways before your yeah. surgery, but that's kind of a cool way to find out. Yeah, it was kind of like just everything happened for a reason. and Yeah. Surprisingly, my back has been really, really good the whole pregnancy. 
Um, I go to PT twice a week. Okay. And, um, we're hoping I don't have to get the surgery, but mm-hmm. it's been it's been really really good so far. So. <laughs> That's good. So potentially yeah. you might not have to have the surgery at all if you, it, depending how it is after the pregnancy. Yeah. So that okay. that's the 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 hopes. Um, if I keep going with my uh, PT, mm-hmm. that I won't end up having to have the surgery. Um, I've been dealing with it since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had back issues since I was a kid for some reason. Um, but the last few years, it's just I think with you know the load I've been putting on it and. Right. Um, just everything that it kind of just finally had its giving point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping I don't have it, but if I do, it's not a huge recovery um, process, so I could get back into training right away. That's great. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone's been asking you, but <laughs> do you plan to come back to competition next year? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm trying not to put pressure on myself. You know. Right. Um, you know, I'm also realistic. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, put my body in the best condition it can. And, you know, first and foremost, my family comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to come back and compete. And that's the goal. Um, that's all I talk about with everyone. I'm like, I'm ready <laughs> to get back at it. But, um, you know, I, I think that I have to be realistic too and, you know, do what's safe for my body and sure. not, and not put anything in harm's way, not just my back, but, you know, I don't want to go into a competition not being able to give my 150 mm-hmm. percent and not be my best, but I think I can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, knowing that, I guess there's a lot of reasons why people might have to take time away from competition, like mm-hmm. injuries. I mean, obviously, you've struggled with different injuries. Um, I mean, myself took a year away for school, right? But and pregnancy is something that I think. Maybe Val Volbril is one of the few people who've done it and then come back to competition, right? You know, in between her competitive years. But it, as we talked about in the beginning, it obviously is a big impact on your day to day life since what you're right. doing is physically training. So, how have you sort of adjusted to that and how has your day to day life changed? Um, so, like before, obviously, I didn't own a gym, I always coached up until the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, coaching um, and training has never been an issue that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, since I've been pregnant and now I open a gym as well, <laughs> um, it's actually been a blessing in disguise doing both at the same time because I think if I opened up a gym and wanted to really, really, you know, train mm-hmm. as hard as I was before, that would be difficult. Um, because in the infancy of a gym, there's a lot of responsibilities, you right. know, that come with financials, trying to get new, more members. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of the pregnancy, I still train. Mm-hmm. It might not be like six hours a day like right. it was um, <clears throat> before. It's more like an hour and a half, two hours. But by two hours, I mean like it's resting like a, a crap ton in between what right. I'm doing because I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> And not going at the intensity that I was going before. I'm just, I'm moving to move and move to, you know, have a healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been working with BirthFit. Okay. Um, Liz Matthews runs that program. And then also I do, um, James has been following HyperFit for a long time now. So oh, cool. I, I'll, ju- I'll jump in his workouts with him, um, but obviously modify where I need to. And I'm much slower now, mm-hmm. right now, because... Um, I'll find myself getting really, really fast in a workout, uh-huh. and I'll be like, "Okay, Lindsay, you need to kind of pull back a little." Down. <laughs> yeah, like the other day, um, they did a workout from HyperFit, and it was a mile 
row, 50 hand cleans and 30 dips. Okay. And I did that with him and it was 95 pounds and I felt comfortable that that Mm -hmm. particular day doing 95 pounds on the hand cleans. And the girl that was there, she's a really good athlete. She only beat me by three minutes, and I'm <laughs> I'm doing my hand cleans. So I'm like, I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> that has to be hard. I know, like, even just myself, um, like, having an injury and then not necessarily trying to train for competition, it is – it's hard to get – to not to get caught up and try to be super competitive all the time. Right. So you do have to kind of constantly have that voice in the back of your head that says, okay, just take a step back. Right. You know, yeah. that's obviously there's not easy to do. Yeah, there's definitely days where, you know, I see James training or I see other of my clients training and I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I would give anything to feel that like adrenaline rush again mm-hmm. and that feeling of just like, laying on the floor like oh my god that was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life right um because I remember that and that was like such a a great feeling like mentally and physically even though at the time it hurt because you Mm -hmm. just you know busted your butt but um I miss that in a sense but in the beginning of my pregnancy like there was days where I couldn't even fathom like doing an air squat because I Mm -hmm. felt so sick and like you know there are days now where I'm just like I am so tired but I know that if I stay active and I just move mm-hmm. in the long run, it's going to really help, you know, the whole birthing process and then especially the recovery, but mostly not just physically, mentally too. So Absolutely. I, I try to keep that in mind with everything I do. <laughs> Absolutely. And how has training changed throughout the course of your pregnancy? Are there certain things? I know everyone's obviously very different, but yeah. what has been your experience? So I see like – um you know, I actually have a, a woman who does birth fit classes out of my class, and we talk about oh, this great. a lot out of my gym. She, um, They have like, a, I don't know what you would call them. Like there's different women's women advocates of birth fit and coaches, okay. and um, she runs her own birth fit classes out of my gym, and she does that three days a week, mm-hmm. and I just talk to her about it. I don't t- attend the classes just because of my schedule, but mm-hmm. um, we talk about different things, and this su- subject has come up a lot. And, you know, I see people, other women on, the, you know, Instagram or social sure, media, yeah. but, you know, they're doing muscle ups or they're doing chest to bars or they're doing rope climbs pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that to each his own. But for me personally, um, I decided that I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to, you know, just do the basic movements and pay attention to the supplementary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still lifting. I'm still doing um all that type of stuff. And, but I'm doing most of my pull-ups and dips assisted with a band. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows me to kind of focus more on form and technique rather than, okay, I'm doing a pull-up and, right. you know, I'm pregnant. I, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's just my, that's me. That's not putting anyone else down that's doing it. But I think in a sense, it's really changed that I'm more cautious in the sense of what I'm putting my body through. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I get up on the rings and do a muscle up six months pregnant? Yeah. Do I want to? No. <laughs> I've been doing right. muscle ups since 2008. I think I've done enough of them for now. I'm I'm taking kind of a step back with those type of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably good in the long run too. It's always good whenever you take a step back and focus on form or you have yeah. sort of an opportunity to do that and not feel like you're losing ground. Yeah, exactly. I just I just don't 
God forbid, if I was up on the rings and something happened, mm-hmm. I would never forget myself. So I guess that's the more cautious side of me for once, not not <laughs> doing them. <laughs> sure. And I've seen too on on social media. So in general, CrossFit and pregnancy is still one of those controversial topics. Um, right. Everyone's going to have their opinions about what you should or shouldn't be doing. But and obviously, being someone who is you know, being followed by a lot of fans or or people who are doing Mm -hmm. CrossFit, you're probably bearing the brunt of some of that conversation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I was wondering if you just talk a little bit about that and how, how you've approached that or how you've tried to not let that affect you. Um, so I went into the pregnancy knowing like you're going to always have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Right. Kind of. Um, where people are going to be like, well, this is what happened in my pregnancy. And well, this is what the doctor told me. And it's like, what I've really learned is every pregnancy and every woman is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if a lady has had more than one child, her first pregnancy was probably different than her second and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people give me advice, you know, I, or make rude comments online or to my, to me personally, um, I just kind of ignore it. Uh, I think unfortunately being on social media, any of us CrossFit athletes, we kind of get, um, for every 10 positive, we get one negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we tend to focus on that one negative because it's just a mean comment. Right. Um, but I, I, I kind of take it as, okay, maybe these women are trying to give me advice and they're really like um, wholeheartedly believe in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I'll read it, but I won't take any of it to heart um, because I think I know my body the best and every woman's different. And I get a lot of those questions and I always tell them, look, you know what your body's capable of doing mm-hmm. and it's going to be different from the person next to you. Um, so make sure that you listen to your body. Don't have anyone else tell you what you should be doing. Absolutely. So that's what I've been, the rule of thumb I've been following. <laughs> and I think that's great advice too for pregnancy, but just in life in general, when people, right. you know, when you put up a video of you working out and everyone wants to weigh in on your form or what you're doing right or wrong but it's true every person is different um you know whether you're pregnant or not and you know you have to really pay attention to your own body uh and listen to what it's telling you the biggest thing that I got was like oh my god she's a games athlete and she's using a band. I can't believe it. I'm like, oh, great. Here Come it goes. On. Like, can I just get a little bit of credit here? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm using a band, but I felt comfortable using a band. But right. it, it is funny what people say to you on social media that they wouldn't necessarily say to you in person. So absolutely. I don't know. Have that computer <laughs> screen to hide behind. Exactly. So you talked a little bit about how your training or your physical training has changed how about any other, I mean, maybe nutrition or any other lifestyle factors that have changed since pregnancy? Yeah, so um, nutrition's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I still, I'm still really eating very clean mm-hmm. and um, healthy, but it's definitely not as regimen. Um, I was, um, and I'm still in contact with him. I follow Mike Dolce. Okay. Um, he's Ronda Rousey's nutritionist I and saw stuff. That, and yeah. Had- yeah, he's a Dolce diet, um, mm-hmm. and I was doing that for a little over a year and a half, Okay, and I really, really liked it just because for me, if my diet's regimen, mm-hmm. uh, my body um, and digestive system kind of gets used to it, and I'm not eating different things all the time, and 
my stomach's very sensitive, so okay. I liked that when I wasn't pregnant. But since being pregnant, um, I've really had to listen to my body in the sense of, okay, it's okay not to be like, you know, Wednesday I eat pasta, Thursday I eat chili, Friday I eat salad. Like, right. I don't have to be like that because um, that's how I was before. It was okay. very regimen. Um, and now I'm just eating clean and healthy. Um, for me, that's been the biggest thing mm-hmm. um, mentally to get over was, okay, you know, sometimes your body's telling you you need carbs and it's mm-hmm. okay to eat carbs um, because you're not feeling great and you just can't hold down protein. Right. Um, and then, you know, I was watching The Fittest on Earth the other day and I saw how lean and shredded I was then and I'm like, oh my God, that wasn't even that a year ago. <laughs> and, I, and I see how much I get weighed at the doctor every four weeks and I'm right. like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that for me, that's been mostly the the biggest mental aspect that I've really had to had patience with mm-hmm. and um, uh, kind of be forgiving towards myself and not be so hard on myself um, because your body goes through a big transformation mm-hmm. um, and it, it definitely is something that you have to kind of just accept and as long as you're doing everything healthy, then you're doing everything you can. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about anything else like sleep or anything else that you've changed as far as recovery goes? Yeah. I would say I'm sleeping more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've never been a great sleeper. I'm a terrible sleeper at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking like a nap during the day. Um, but, uh, you know, sleep is still hard because it's hard to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I have like every body pillow you could think of. <laughs> I'm like in a cocoon. My poor husband, like there's like the Great Wall of China between us right now <laughs> in the bed um, with all the pillows I have. But um, other than that, I just try to take a nap and really relax during the day mm-hmm. um, and just kind of we have a lounge in the gym. So I'll sit on the couch and just kind of relax and think of things that I have to do for the gym still and get that done. So I just try to really relax when I'm not on my feet because I'm on my feet all day right. coaching and, and stuff like that. Right. That's important. And how has it been now? How long has your gym been open? A few months or? Yeah, it's been open since August. Since August. Okay. So what, tell us a little bit about what that's been like getting the gym started and developing your community there. Yeah. So, um, right before the games, we started, uh, getting everything ready, getting Mm -hmm. all the equipment in, um, started outfitting the gym. And then after the games is when we had like two weeks periods where we were putting in, um, like, seven to 12 o'clock at night type of days Wow, two weeks straight just getting everything ready um and then we started our membership options before we were open and then we had we started with about 10 members when we opened up the door and um we've slowly gotten members every month Mm -hmm. um so we're here in um february the end of february and we've got about a little over 40 so we're close to 50 full memberships which is pretty good. We're still in an infancy, mm-hmm. I think, um, which will probably be for another year, mm-hmm. um, half of a year. Um, but um, it's been really, really good. I mean, in Ventura County, I live in a small town in mm-hmm. Moore Park. Um, so it's not, not much like L.A. where L.A. is so dense populated by right. CrossFit gyms. Absolutely. Um, and we're very slow paced and blue collared and people really watch their money out here. So, Mm -hmm. um, we, I had to make sure we took that in consideration, but 
I feel I really feel like everything that we are bringing down here is things that I have learned in bigger gym settings that I coached in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I didn't like, things I did like, things I wanted to offer and didn't want to offer. And I feel like the culture that we're bringing to CrossFit is it's not just about competing, but it's about bettering your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, what we ha- the way we structure our classes is very formal and um, very uniformed. And mm-hmm. I think everyone really likes it. It's not just a, a warm-up and a workout. It's a warm-up, a skill or lift, and mm-hmm. then a Metcon of some sort. And people weren't used to that. And we brought in Wattify. Um, so we brought in all that technology and people mm-hmm. like that. And we have other programs, on-ramp programs and nutrition stuff. And people are really buying into it. You know, they kind of look at, well, I could go to 24 hours and pay whatever it is a month, $12 right. a month. But um, and then they come over to gym, my gym. And they're like, how much is it a month? And I'm like, well, it depends, you know. <laughs> And they're like, holy moly, that's a lot of money. But then they start coming and they're like, okay, I get it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, the culture that we're building is, I feel like, one of a kind in Ventura County. So I'm hoping it pays off. It's been definitely a lot of hard work and it's not over yet. Everything goes into the gym and we're not making any money off of it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll really pay off. Absolutely. And it has to be cool, too, to have – you know, even though you've had clients before and people that you've coached on a regular basis, but to have your really your own core group of people yeah. that you can see as they develop over the months and the years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been really cool. I mean, some of the people that I've known since I started CrossFit in 2008, late 2008, early 2009, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've known since then. And then them seeing how I grew as an athlete and then come, kind of coming back home. And them joining my own gym has been a really cool process. And it's just really cool to have a community that you can call really your own, that, you know, you own the gym, you've, you've done everything for them in the gym. Um, and, you know, I, I really can't wait to compete with that as well mm, and absolutely. have, you know, my own gym and my own members kind of supporting me. Um, so it's just been a really cool process. Definitely a lot of hard work. It sounds I like re- it. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that, that does. <laughs> want to not make any money the first (laughs) couple years and isn't willing to put in a lot of kind of put themselves second for a little bit right well it sounds like you still have a lot of balls in the air but it sounds like everything kind of fell into place as far as having the time to dedicate as your gym is opening and allow your back hopefully to heal a little bit and next year sounds like you have that fire still burning pretty pretty hard so you'll be back next year yeah that's what I'm hoping for so like all I can do is do my best and mm-hmm. and hope for the best. So that's that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to finish with three questions I ask everyone okay. on the podcast. Um, so the first one is if you could tell us the three things you do on a regular basis that mm-hmm. you think have the overall biggest positive impact on your health. Okay. So the first one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first one is I pro is probably I get a massage every Friday. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, so just like an hour massage, uh-huh. um, it doesn't even have to be an hour. It could be 30 minutes. And I think that's just time to myself Yeah. and kind of just gives my body a little, um, relaxation and mentally I can kind of meditate a little bit mm-hmm. and just kind of get in back in touch with myself and not worry about other people for an hour of my week. <laughs> right. I miss uh, that. I used to do that. <clears throat> 
I try to do that while I was competing at least once a week. But since I've moved here to Cleveland for med school, I still haven't consistently found a good a good one. And so it's hard. I don't do it as often, and I miss that. Yeah. Well, then you're gonna have to ask your husband to give your massage. (laughs) That doesn't usually work very well. (laughs) It usually lasts about two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Um, two more things. So the second one would probably be, um, I really like just being on the couch, like Mm. at late at night with my Mm. dogs, and just sitting there and just watching nonsense on TV Mm -hmm. because everything's so serious during the day and so uniform, and it's kind of nice just to watch, you know, like reality TV and just be like, God, like (laughs) there's worse things that could be going on, (laughs) like. The housewives, like, I'm, I couldn't even fathom living a life like that, dealing with that crap. But just good perspective. Yeah, just sitting on the couch, relaxing for maybe an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one is this is going to sound weird, but even, even before I was pregnant, I was like this. I like having my yogurt at night. Mm, interesting. That's a good <laughs> my, one. <laughs> my Greek yogurt with blueberries and honey in it. It just. For some reason, it's always it's like a treat, so uh-huh. it always brings me like happiness. <laughs> okay, has that been something that you still do during pregnancy, or have you had any weird like food aversions or things? It like may that? be cereal right now, but that okay. that's the only switch that I've done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing is one thing that you think would probably have a big positive impact on your health, but you just haven't been able to implement it or it's something that you struggle to do on a regular basis? I think that I could probably – that's a good question. My dog is barking. (laughs) Uh, He's like, let me in. Um, I think I could probably do a little bit more reading. Mm. I think, you know, I read the Bible every night, but I think I could probably do a little bit more reading in the sense of like maybe some more mental training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't make enough time for it. I think reading would be really beneficial for me. Absolutely. That's yeah. one of those things I think is hard, especially now with technology. There's so many things to get distracted or to read right. short things. It's hard to get into reading a book or something like that. Harder, right. I guess. Right. Um, Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? Healthy lifestyle looks like working out at mm-hmm. least twice or, you know, one to two hours a day, mm-hmm. even if it's a class. Um, eating right, so making sure you're eating clean and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't need to be regimen, but as long as it's, you know, organic, clean food. Um, spending time with your family, I think that's a really good um, aspect of life mentally and physically it brings you a lot of good endorphins mm-hmm. and then just spending a good amount of time with God that that's those four things are really important to me <laughs> beautiful I love it yeah. <laughs> cool well thank you so much for taking the time to chat I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are going to be interested to hear some of your perspective on this year and a lot of people will be excited to see you come <laughs> back to competition next year too yeah thank you for having me I really enjoyed it <laughs> thanks Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Lindsay as much as I did and seeing how she's approaching this next stage of her life. Some links that we discussed in the episode are included in the post on my website, juliefouché.com, including how to follow Lindsay and her progress throughout her pregnancy and as she returns to competition next year, birth fit, as well as how you can sign up for my open prep tips 
each Friday morning through Pure Pharma. You can also sign up there for my bi-weekly newsletter to stay in the loop with future podcasts and other news. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in the future. If you like what you hear, as always, don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. And continue to share your feedback using the hashtag JFHealth on social media. Thanks again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. (music) 